And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, February 5th, 2024. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, Matasha Hotboy, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo! Hey, yo! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to everyone joining us live right now on YouTube. Smash that like button and subscribe. Podcast listeners, do us a favor. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review and check the new merch. I've got the new indie-inspired No Dunks uh, crew neck on. So go to nodunks.com. We got lots of new t-shirts, crews, like I said, shorts. Jorts. I came in like Santa this morning handing out the stuff to the boys. <laughs> That's nice. So you're going to mm-hmm. see some uh, No Dunks merch later this week, I'm sure, on the bodies of these gentlemen. Get one on your body. <laughs> Go to nodunks.com. I ain't wearing shorts this week, Skeets. No, it is pretty chilly. Yeah, too cold. Oh, well, hold on. You hoop like three times a week. Why wouldn't you be wearing those shorts? I've, I don't know. <laughs> I've got my reasons, okay? okay? I've got my reasons, Skeets, but I don't want to say it publicly. <laughs> Champion shorts don't breathe as well. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. They're uh, casual shorts for me, not yeah. open shorts. Okay, that's fair. Well, that's JD fair. is wearing shorts right now. Let's get him on him and <laughs> test him on the breathing, on the breathability. Yeah, At the yeah. end of it, we'll go to a close up. See how sweaty they yeah. are. Yeah. Okay. Sure. See how your nads hold up. Yeah. Uh, all right. On today's show, Zach Levine to undergo season-ending surgery on his foot. We'll discuss that. Uh, Doc Rivers has an idea. When it comes to coaching the All-Star game, that's in Tweet of the Night. It's a whole story when we get to Tweet of the Night. And the slop scale is back to weigh a few of the latest trade rumors. Happy NBA trade deadline week yeah. to everyone, yeah. that everybody that celebrates out there. Um, you know, we got some mini slop, but this is the week, and you never know when an emergency podcast is going to drop this week. So make sure you subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube and wherever you download and listen to the pod. But we start with... Uh, NBA weekend winners. We'll do two rounds of this. There's lots to pick from, in all honesty. Task, get us started. Who's your big winner of the weekend? I'm going to start with the Utah Jazz. I think they are a fun bunch to watch. You never know how they're going to hit you. Just like uh, in the first half, Colin Sexton gave Yanis Antetokounmpo a quick elbow. Yanis was kind of kind of just reaching in on, on a move. Colin Sexton went by him, gave him a little elbow. It was a dirty play, a bit of a dirty play. Scored on it. Then he went up to Giannis and talked over top of him. I like how Malik Beasley was defending his buddy and pushed him out of the way. But I thought, oh, this is it. The Bucs are going to come back. This team is too good not to react to that. And they were up huge, 19, yeah. up yeah. double digits in the third quarter. But this fourth quarter from the Utah Jazz, who has a lot of players that they could trade in the next 77 hours, was impressive. Four bench players with Lowry Markinen. 
Those five guys played all fourth quarter minutes, and they smacked the Milwaukee Bucks 40-13. to 13. It was Jordan Clarkson and Rook Keontae George in the backcourt and Kelly Olenek and Walker Kessler in the front court. And uh, Walker Kessler got a little bit mad. He's, he's actually a guy who's been sort of out of the rotation, not playing as many minutes. And uh, actually, Keontae George got so many freaking rebounds. He got the post-game interview, uh-huh. and Walker Kessler went up to him and said, you stole some of my rebounds. <laughs> uh, he did have 10 rebounds in the backcourt. That's a lot. Yeah. 19 and 10. Keontae George, again, this team has so many things. The offense kind of went through Kelly Olenek, actually. It didn't go through Keontae George at all. Kelly Olenek, elbow spot, making things happen. Uh, Clarkson not shooting the three ball well. I don't know how they won this game. The bench really did it. 55 to 14. Whew. The Jazz beat yeah. the Bucks bench. This Utah Jazz is so interesting. Their team is so interesting. It kind of reminds me of last year when they were about 500 like they are right now, and then at the trade deadline, you know, they kind of pulled the plug. They said, Conley, you're out. Vanderbilt, you're out. Malik Beasley, you're out. So things went the other direction. Um, TBD on what they'll do. I think they're getting a lot of calls because, yeah, they've got a ton of players in the rotation. They've got a ton of players out of the rotation. You know, Taylor Horton Tucker, if you're into that kind of thing, and Omar Yurt seven, if you're into that kind of thing. They've got, like, 12 guys. So I just find them really interesting. The Bucks probably thought they were going to win this game <laughs> and uh, obviously lost in that fourth quarter. Yeah, 40-13 to 13 in the fourth quarter for the Utah Jazz to storm back, like you said, down 19 or 20, and then they win by a significant margin. And yeah, 25-26, and 26, good home team. And you said it, like, what will Trader Danny do here? He's got a lot of directions he could go with a lot of good players. Um, so they're probably one team to uh, watch. I know we'll talk about them a little later when we get to uh, some some slop involving DeJounte Murray. But any thoughts on Utah there, TK? Olenek is a guy that should have interest around the league. In, just in the fourth quarter last night, eight rebounds, six – or sorry, six rebounds, eight points, uh, five assists – and like Tass is saying, he can run your offense in a pinch and at least gives you space on the outside. He can drive to the hoop. He can obviously pass the ball. So that's a guy that I think teams will be looking at. But this is also just a really, really bad loss for Milwaukee, yep. I think. Minus 27 in the fourth quarter. And it looked like the Jazz had a vendetta against Malik Beasley. They're like, oh, well, we remember you from practice. We scored on you all the time. <laughs> Let's do it in a game. So it was just basically uh, Beasley, maybe Portis in a pick and roll uh, as well and just get into the hoop and score. And so pretty Pretty impressive stuff from the Jazz and pretty not impressive stuff from the Bucks. I saw a post game. Doc Rivers said he wishes he would have played Robin Lopez more. Mm. <laughs> okay. Huh. <laughs> he got four minutes last night. Uh, the clips I saw did not go very well, <laughs> but uh, Doc's having some weird rotations, I do believe, here as he's trying to figure out what he's doing with the Bucks. Yeah, they didn't have Brooke Lopez. They didn't have Chris Middleton in this game. So I, I, yeah. guess, I guess that's yeah. why he was thinking Robin a little bit, who I thought the best moment of his weekend was Giannis having a huge dunk and Robin Lopez was sitting on the baseline and just fell over because he was so shocked at Yanis's huge dunk. Robin Lopez, yeah, he, he he gets your social media videos because of the things he does. Meet a mascot, that type of thing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> there's some weird stuff going on with the Milwaukee Bucks. They also just miss shots short after short after short because it was a back-to-back yeah, back for them. So, yeah, because even heading in yesterday, I saw like – I think Giannis was like sort of questionable or probable. Lillard at one point was on that sort of uh, potentially not to play, but two of them did, and and then the end some of their other stars. But still, yeah, 
they were they were cruising. Looked like they had this one in hand, and then the Jazz, man, fire back and get the victory. Love that one to get us started. Let's keep it going. Who you got for a winner of the weekend? I got the Orlando Magic as a winner of the weekend. They won twice over the weekend on Friday. A great win, down 17 early uh, against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Came back on the road. Huge fourth quarter for Orlando in this one. 28 to 18, held Minnesota to 39% from the field and forced eight turnovers in the second half. Paolo Bancaro had 23 to lead uh, the Magic in scoring. All of their starters were in double digits. This just looked like a really solid team win to get on the road. And then on Sunday, they completely handled the Detroit Pistons. Franz Wagner tied a career high with 38 points. He went 17-25 from the field, 4-7 from seven from 3, and 0-0 zero from zero at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. That's ethical. 38 <laughs> points without grifting. This guy is so crafty in the pick and roll. He told J.J. Redick just recently that he basically started learning how to play in pick and roll when he got to the NBA, because that's just not the style they play over in Germany. This year, it was all about trying to slow down and he's awesome at it already. He puts guys in jail all the time, keeps his dribble alive all the time. Then when he gets to the hoop, he can finish with his left hand. He can finish with his right hand, off his left leg, off his right leg, off both feet. He's got it all. He knocked down four threes in this one. He's only shooting 31% on the season, so that's obviously the next area for uh, Franz Wagner uh, to work on because if he ever gets a reliable three-point jump shot, he'll be completely unguardable because mm-hmm. right now he's just mostly unguardable. But I'm a little curious what's going on with the Magic. We haven't heard a lot about them in trade rumors really. so far uh, this season. They're still in the eighth seed right now. They started 14-5, and five, had that great nine-game win streak. Since then, they're only 13-18, and 18, 25th in offense since December 1st. And basically, they don't make threes. The only way they score is off free throws because Boncaro goes to the line all the time. Wagner's pretty good at drawing fouls as well. And then a little bit in the paint. But they're 18th in points in the paint. They need a guard, absolutely. They're just not able to really get it done between Fultz and Anthony and Anthony Black as well. So I see Mark Stein has said that the Lakers, Sixers, and Magic are interested in Kyle Lowry. The Magic, according to Matt Moore, are also in the mix for Chris Paul. Hmm. If the Warriors decide to move off him, they got some things they could do. Markel Fultz has a $17 million expiring deal. Gary Harris, he's still around. He actually played really well uh, against the Pistons. He's got a $13 million expiring deal. And then Jonathan Isaac... Can't play a lot of minutes, but he is an impactful defender. Yeah. He's old 17 for this year, 17 for next year. Then they got extra firsts hanging around, extra seconds hanging around. They should at least be in, able to get in the mix for like a mid-level kind of player. Basically a guard. They could be a Brogdon team, I guess, but probably he's going to a contender. It seems like they should do something this week to shore up the backcourt and just kind of ensure they're at least in the 7th to 8th seed. And who knows if they could even make a challenge for six. I, I love that thinking. I love the idea, at least, behind either a Lowry or Chris Paul, like of that point guard, or at least some help at the guard position. Because their whole goal this season, which has been great, like, I mean, this is a good year for them. Get in the postseason. Get reps for Paolo. Get reps for Franz. And to get there or hold on to that position, uh, to hopefully either come in through the play-in or top six, like you said, yeah, they probably need to make a, a like a minor move or two here uh, at the deadline to help their chances. And that, that, that to me, should be, like, that's the plan playoff reps experience for our young guys because that'll obviously hopefully pay dividends uh, moving forward but any thoughts on the Magic's weekend well the fact that there are four games above 500 now is is because Franz came back he was out for a long period of time and I know people were just saying oh Paolo Bancaro's team is around 500 why should he be the all-star well because Franz Wagner is clearly their number two offensive player and then there's a big drop-off and he's just been out of there for a long period of time but it's great to see him back and as he said to J.J. Redick, the fact that he didn't know the pick and roll before they 
the, the NBA makes a heck of a lot of sense after watching him the first couple of years where he was just kind of off the ball and showed his talent for sure. But he never really even even in his first year, he never really had to run a pick and roll. He's just damn good now. He's clearly their second best player. Yeah. And he hasn't even been shooting the three ball that all that well. And You know, that's going to come around. He's a 20 point game guy. He's just damn good. That was a great, great pick at eight. Uh, my winner of the weekend, I'll start with Bradley Beal, who was brilliant, dare I say, in uh, his return to Washington on Sunday. He scored a season-high 43 points as the Suns killed the Zards, 140-112. to 112. I mean, Beal, Beal, could, Beal could have ate a 50-burger if this game was a little bit closer. He was pulled like with like, you know, just under nine minutes to go in the game at 43 because they were hammering the Wizards. But uh, it was nice. Beal received... Uh, the pregame video tribute, sort of during introductions, and then when he checked out after lighting them up, the crowd gave him a nice little ovation there. Um, you know, I'm always <laughs> shocked. Like, Beal played 11 seasons in Washington. Sort of <laughs> flew by, uh, in my opinion, but what a game. The masked man, he's got that mask on. He's getting a little more comfortable with it. 16 of 21 from the field, 4 of 5 from deep, perfect at the line, 6 assists. And I went and checked. Like, the Suns are 8 and 2 now when Beal scores over 20 points a game. One of the losses was like a three-point loss. The other one that got blown out, but a really good record. Suns have definitely started to figure things out. They've been a little more healthier. But yeah, Beal going back to Washington. We've had a lot of these like returns over the last couple days. You know, Dame in Portland. And um, what was the other key one that night? That's Lillard in... Uh, well, well, Lillard in Portland. What was the other one? <laughs> Kevin Durant in Thank Brooklyn. You. Yeah, same night. Yes, and then uh, well, I guess Marcus Smart was not playing, but he was, uh, he was in there. Boston. Yeah, Getting and then and it. then this Beal, um, who this was his best game by far of the season. Yeah, I don't see Phoenix making any sort of move um, as quiet as it's been there because they want to see Beal play great. And they want to see him act great, as he did. He scored, and then he redid the Washington Wizards stand there with his hands hip looking up <laughs> at, at the player in the, in, or a fan in the, uh, in the stadium. Cool stuff. Yeah, as much as I, I, I'm reading into what's happening, you know, three days before the trade deadline because we haven't heard anything magic. And that's when you get a team. When, when they don't talk about it, that's when you get a trade. Phoenix Suns aren't talking about trade, but they ain't trading nobody. Uh, but there the are a lot of rumors, be. I mean, some smoke to this idea that they would be the one team that would make a trade for Miles Bridges. He who shall not be who, named, usually. Who, but uh, What would the Nets take from Phoenix? The reason why you can't... No, no, no. Uh, Hornets. Hornets. Oh, I'm Miles sorry. Bridges, the Hornets. Yeah. Miles, Miles. Miles. Sorry. Did I say Miles? When I, I, when I, I think Mikel Bridges yeah. at all times, Miles Bridges enters. Yeah, because of uh, Matt Ishbia, son's owner, you know, Michigan, uh, State, Michigan guy. State guy. Yeah, okay. There is, there Boo, is that There'll rumor. be some booing. There'll yeah, be some booing. Right, for sure. Um, but uh, Bradley Beal, return, how he's looked, how the Suns have looked, have they impressed you at all? I know this is against the Zards, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I mean I, to this me... This was a hard one to get impressed about, but yeah, good for him. It didn't I, look like a home game to me. I wonder if he thought it was a return game because he was playing on a Copper Penny's court. Yeah. <laughs> that looks weird, man. I, you know what's yeah, so I, funny? I thought it was like 20 years ago when I saw it at first. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, we should have a rule when a guy that was there for a decade makes his return yeah. to to the arena to his old team. Put them in a jersey that he actually knows and is playing against. Because <laughs> you're looking at this like crazy city jersey for the Wizards. And you're like, yeah, what is this? The Swamp Dragons? Like, when did he play for them? It makes no sense. So, yeah, I'm with you. Give me like an old school, at least familiar Wizards Beal jersey. That was the one thing. But I also I thought him and Nurkic were. 
kicking the snot out of the Wizards. Man, look how you should see how many backdoor cuts that Nurk was finding Beal on. You know, give the ball yes. up. They got to play him up there because he's got the three pointer going. Cut back door. Nurk's a good passer, man, for a big guy. And um, there was like three or four times just easy layups, just moving off the ball. So good stuff there from the Suns. Let's keep it going. Another round. Who you got? Well, I got the guys who didn't make the All Star team. The All Star snubs. Ooh. I- they, they they performed with a little bit of juice, a little bit of anger this weekend. Start with the Kings. De'Aaron Fox, 41-4-4 and versus the Bulls. His fourth game of 40 or more this season. The only players to score that many points that many times this season. Yes, it's a good boat. Joel Embiid and Luka Doncic. All starters in the NBA <laughs> All-Star game. He got screwed. Yep. Uh, and the Kings were up uh, 30 in the third, but it came down to to the wire uh, in, in this one. What a weird game against Chicago Bulls where Rain Fox, De'Aaron Fox's son, celebrating his first birthday in the crowd. He brought his crowd there. It was back-to-back. Um, good for De'Aaron Fox. Demontis Sabonis as well on this team. Snub! 14th triple-double against the Chicago Bulls this season. Or 14th triple-double of the season, that one against the Bulls. More triple-double than a bunch of All-Stars. Snubbed Kings now ten games over five hundred after winning two games this weekend. That's a that's a good mark with zero all stars. Kind of get screwed there. Um, I like that. Uh, just to jump in there, Malik Monk had a great game over the weekend. He sort of got like the post game press conference at least with Deuce and Mo back in the studio, and they asked him about it. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, they're pissed off. I mean, we're yeah. pissed off as a team. It's a bit of a slap in our face that we do have a good record, and these guys who were all stars last year somehow aren't at least one of them. So yeah, I liked him speaking on that." That's and you can tell that they, yeah. they, they took it, you know, took offense to it, and probably rightfully so. And you could just look at this team, and yeah, they're definitely pissed, but they're also just good. I mean, they're on a seven-game trip here. They're four and two, which is obviously extremely good that, to be on a road trip. Um, yeah, the fact that they aren't a three seed like they were last year hurts them because they they are a lower. Uh, but what are you going to do when you ha- you do have OKC in Minnesota who are good but 10 games above 500 is yeah it's tough a for good them. Team. Uh, another team that doesn't have an all-star who performed this weekend zion williamson he was good uh, <laughs> against uh the spurs he sat out one minute of the fourth quarter and his team lost seven nothing so they had to bring him back to finish <laughs> it and he did it uh the game winner over wemby who was kind of trailing on it so it's kind of over wemby that's what the headlines will say, but it yeah. kind of wasn't. Anyways, he took uh, it at a lot of guys, though. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. The, the fact that it wasn't a, a timeout uh, for Willie Green and the Pelicans, just a live play from his own end, and he just went coast to coast, and he scored with seven seconds left uh, for the game winner for a layup, which you kind of forget about with Zion. Obviously, we know he's good at the the rim, but he's seventy two percent at the rim this season. That's damn good. Uh, he's just he's a tough player, but because he isn't a superstar, he isn't getting the headlines that he did the last couple of years, which is totally understandable. It ain't as sexy. 33 points and 8 rebounds versus the Spurs. So those three guys, West, Snubs, they play with a little more a little more juice when you don't get it. Um, and, yeah, the Kings, obviously, they're looking good. They're just, frankly, period, looking good. Do, do they want to test it out before the trade deadline. They want to get a little better? Perhaps. There, there's there's room for that defense as they played the Bulls and they watched Alex Caruso on the other side. I'm sure they'd like AC on their team. I'm sure that would be good. There's going to be people asking the Bulls and Alex Caruso. Can you tell we're really hoping for trades here this week? We're like, <laughs> keep looking at these teams going, oh, they should do something. They could do something. Well, they got to be. it's quiet right now. Yeah. 
when it comes to the slot. That's fine. We're just waiting. That's right. We're waiting. Uh, Who do you have for another winner? Oh, those mercurial Atlanta Hawks. (laughs) Four straight wins for the Hawks. Of course, it comes right on the heels of four straight losses. (laughs) That's how you do it. Uh, They beat the Raptors on the Sadiq Bay game winner. They beat the Lakers on... uh, that must have been Wednesday. Now that I'm looking at my notes. Then they beat over the weekend the Suns on Friday and the Warriors Saturday. Uh, Trey, uh, specifically the Saturday game, Trey Young, 35 points, six assists. I thought he carried them in the second half until they got to overtime when it was DeJounte Murray time. He scored seven straight at one point in 11 0 run for the Hawks. It went three for four from the field, also had an assist. He was pretty brutal the whole night, 17 points on 24 shots, but. He came back and was great, I thought, in, in overtime uh, to get the win. So I don't know. I'm looking at this Hawks team now. They just got DeAndre Hunter back against L.A. He didn't play against yeah. uh, the Suns because he's still managing um, his injury, so he's not doing back-to-backs or anything like that, but he did play uh, against the Warriors on Saturday. DeJounte Murray is playing his best basketball of the season right now. He has hit so many big shots. In January into February, he had a ton in this game. They're up to 10th in the East right now. Are they going to be a seller? They were a seller last week. DeJounte Murray is still the number one name possibly available right now with Levine going down uh, in an injury. I wonder if this changes their plans. I wonder if they're talking Hmm. themselves into it because we've said they don't want to bottom out. This team can't be bad because they owe so much to the Spurs going forward. This definitely throws a little kink into things. The fact that they're <laughs> looking like they thought they would against some pretty solid teams, like beating the Lakers, Suns, and Warriors. Yeah. Could have easily been 0-3. Might have been for the Hawks like a week and a half yeah. ago. But now they look okay. This is the annual time of year when the average Hawks play better. They do. <laughs> they, they get like 10 games under 500. It's gone back years and years. And since 2021 when they went to that conference finals, every single year, three straight years, it looks bad. And then all of a sudden, you know, the Lloyd Pierce falling, firing happened that first year. Every single year, they get better and better. And I don't think it's because Trey Young uh, was mad about not being an all-star. He, he wants to win as he was asked about it after these games. Uh, and he said everything will take care of itself. He's just a winner when it comes to offense. That's what he does. But this team, hopefully DeAndre Hunter can help them on that side. Because that's where they – on the defense side. Because that's where mm-hmm. they're lacking. Yeah, survived uh, that Saturday game. Steph Curry going for 60. You don't want to score 60 in today's NBA. It's a, a guaranteed loss. You have to get to 70, and then maybe you're okay. But uh, One in three so far, NBA players who scored 60 points in a game. Well, between 60, 60 and, and 69 yeah. points. Who's got the win? Who's got the win? So we got we have a Giannis, Towns loss. Giannis is 64. Oh, that's right. a forgotten one. Yeah. Game ball game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I ain't forgotten. That's the game ball game, yeah. That's game ball that's game. Because yeah, yeah. that's the Dame Lillard game where he <laughs> surpassed whatever it was in three players. <laughs> took over Corbin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Cat, uh, Cat Booker, and now and Steph. Steph. And now Steph, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, only, that's Curry's uh, second highest scoring total in his career. Yeah. yeah. So, like, uh, he's got a 62 as well, and Curry said uh, he's lost a lot of his highest scoring games. Like when he had, what, 54 in Madison Square Garden? Yeah. They lost to the Knicks. I think his 62-point game might have been a loss as well. I don't know exactly about yeah. that, if that's true. But I saw a great stat from uh, Todd Whitehead at Crumpled Jumper on Twitter. In this game against the Hawks, Steph Curry scored eight points on three straight possessions. Twice. Two threes and <laughs> a, and another shot. He's obviously the most in league history. He's done it 96 times, scoring eight points on three straight possessions. Whoa, what a <laughs> stat that is. So when you're like, it's 98-90 and there's 45 seconds left, you're like, that should be a win. But it might not be. Yeah, especially if you're playing against Steph. Yeah. Okay. When he gets to 100 times where he scored eight straight points, that's pretty cool. 
Uh, round numbers are cool. You're going to stop the game? <laughs> yeah, why not? He's going to tell his kids, 100 times I scored eight straight points. Isn't that cool? <laughs> In three possessions. Yeah. Uh, all right, let me uh, wrap up our NBA weekend winners by giving, um, well, a win to the weekend to Los Angeles. Both teams, Lakers and Clippers. Uh, both of these squads are currently on their Grammy road trips. They're out of the arena there, the, the crypto arena, because uh, they had the Grammys last night. So they're sort of wrapping up these long road trips. And they finished, the two teams, Lakers and Clips, 3-0 over the weekend. We'll start with the Lakers. Uh, they defeated the Red Hot Knicks there on Saturday night. Marquee game in Madison Square Garden. Really entertaining. Hell, we got together to watch a Saturday night basketball game outside <laughs> here in Atlanta at my buddy Grisha's place. Yeah. You First half. Good decision not to come to us. That was too cold. I was shivering out there. What are we doing sitting outside? Wearing coats. <laughs> you got to wearing coats watching basketball. Uh, yeah, we did move in for at least the, the fourth <laughs> quarter for that game. But it was really, really entertaining. And, uh, again, they snapped that big, long Knicks uh, win streak. And they did it with defense. The, the Lakers getting a little back to playing some defense. They entered the fourth quarter trailing by six before holding the Knicks to just 10 points through the first 11 and a half minutes of that final quarter. So dominant defensive effort. Anthony Davis, holy crap. I mean, this is a classic. You got to watch the game to really see how much of an impact he had. You might look at the box score. 12 points, ooh, bad AD game. Well, offensively, sure, but 18 boards, a steal, and four blocks, and just multiple possessions where he's like blocking guys twice, two different guys rotating, getting in the head of other guys. Incredible stuff from him, and yeah, they, they got aggressive, too. Like, Brunson was lighting their ass up in the first half. Even really through three quarters. And then, good call by Ham, double him, doubling him aggressively to get the ball out of his hands around half court. Make that ball go to somewhere else. Knicks are, like, shorthanded with no Randall and OG, so make these other guys beat you, and they really couldn't there in the fourth. So, good stuff from the Lakers' defense. Anything on that one? Did you watch that one uh, indoors? No, I was uh, I was busy prepping for the Crypto.com hosting the Grammys. I mean, you, know, you got to take a road. <laughs> the night before, yeah. Tass yeah. was going through all the music. The stage has been up. Every record. I was putting the stage up. Um, you got they, uh, How long does it take to put that stage up, JD? It's a production. It's yeah, great production. Well, weeks, I guess. How long is this trip yeah, that it's, they're Yeah, they're basically right? gone yeah, two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Gone for yeah. a while. Winter, so, and they do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a long time. Did anybody watch? <laughs> anybody see Grammy highlights? Yeah, that's why Los Angeles is a winner. Yeah, they're teams. Yeah, sure. But the Grammys were great. I enjoyed, <laughs> enjoyed them. them. Yeah, thoroughly. You I turned the... it off when Travis Scott was on. But uh, otherwise, the, the first uh, it was a bit of a first two point five hours. It was a while. Did you pop for Tracy? Did I pop? Uh, I popped. Yes. No, the, uh, Tracy was great. Yeah, it was amazing. No doubt. Remember when uh, Michael Jordan scored 55 against the Knicks, and afterwards Bill Wennington said, "Me and Michael Jordan combined for 57 points last night." That was Luke Combs alongside Tracy <laughs> Chapman. <laughs> You're just lucky to be there, guy. Yeah, first guy. Sure. <laughs> he's got a hit. <laughs> he's got a hit. Yeah. Somebody else's song. Yeah, he's doing karaoke. He's literally he's... doing karaoke. It's <laughs> incredible. But it was yeah. cool. She was there. Yeah, for... she is awesome. For sure, <laughs> she is awesome. JD, yeah. any quick uh, Grammy thoughts, or were you not watching? Uh... I show. did not watch a okay. single second of okay. it. Okay. So nothing yeah. to give us. Uh, nothing. Literally nothing. I'll go back to the Lakers then because I love this. <laughs> LeBron labeled the Lakers play this season Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. A book he has read exactly one page of, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> did he uh, used to use full names, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Over the Lakers' last five games, though, it is this perfect representation of this team looking great one night and brutal the next. Three of their best wins of the season. On this trip, Golden State, Boston, New York. 
Two of their worst losses, arguably, Houston and Atlanta, where they just got their asses handed to them. So they're a weird team, but like when they focus on defense, they are really good. And then some love to the other LA team, the LA Clippers. They are uh, they are just playing phenomenal basketball since the start of December. They're twenty five and five <laughs> over their last thirty. That's by far the best record in the NBA over that span. And we saw Kawhi there, twenty five and eleven. Harden got to work uh, in the second half, and the Clippers beat the Heat 103-95 on Sunday. They beat the Pistons on Friday. And they are 5-1 and one on their seven-game, 11-day uh, road trip that ends tonight in Atlanta. So we'll see if they can uh, end at 6-1, and one, which would be pretty phenomenal. But, uh, yeah, L.A.'s, baby. L.A.'s oh, good for sure, yeah. yes. Uh, Jekyll and Hyde could be the title for Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs what do you think uh, they're very different um, I tried with so many different settings on my TV to turn up Luke Combs because he was quiet I thought <laughs> you oh, thought you're they were turning, yeah. uh, turning him up yeah, yeah I thought they were turning different him down different settings yeah, yeah he was too quiet I mean there's lots you of you wanted reasons. to hear more Luke Combs well I want something oh. I mean he's up there he's on the stage he has a microphone in front of him I'd like to hear what he has to sing <laughs> yeah. uh, he was kind of quiet watching just a fan like the he rest was, of us exactly he was just looking over like yeah. god damn we got Tracy Chapman back huge man, smile uh, huge smile on that face he must be making his father happy Puff Daddy Combs <laughs> <laughs> this is the remix <laughs> <laughs> Runs in the family, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess so. I guess. Uh, that Lakers right. game was cool. Uh, it felt like Anthony Davis won the game with those back-to-back blocks. I think it was Hart took it in transition. Yeah. He blocks it basically off the glass. It somehow gets to Brunson. He looks like he's open. And then AD just, just packs him, awesome. packed him hard. And then, like you're saying, they had nobody else to attack once they took Brunson out of the game. No Randall out there. That obviously would have helped having somebody else be able to create. But great stuff from the Lakers. And that pass that Austin Reeves threw. That's crazy, man. Oh, that was sick. And around another guy's back pass. Yeah. That was really cool. I mean, good pass for D'Lo to hit him on the cut, yep. and then he finds him to the corner. I don't even remember who made the three, uh, but that was really nice. And Reeves looked good in this game as well, 14 yeah. in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I was going to say, he had a great second half. Um, it was, I mean, it was just, it was a good, like, I guess that one was on ABC, right? The, mm-hmm. the Saturday night mm-hmm. game with LeBron in Madison Square Garden with the with the Knicks rolling, despite again missing some guys and the Lakers sort of like figuring things out. It was very entertaining. I will say a final note on just one of these uh, LA wins: Russell Westbrook became the 25th player in NBA history to reach 25,000 career points. He is less than 300 points from passing Jerry West and Reggie Miller on the NBA's all-time scoring list. So he's, you know, he keeps playing for a little bit. He's going to continue to go up. I mean, Harden, I think, is after those guys. So they're sort of battling. Uh, but Westbrook joined LeBron as the only other player in NBA history to hit 25,000 points, 9,000 assists, and 8,000 rebounds. So hats off to Westbrook. Those are some crazy numbers. Yep. Yes. From the bench now. Yes. Uh, who's gone to the bench, I, and I just segueing into my point about Torian Prince, who played for the first time off the bench this season. There's been a lot of, hey, Darvin Ham, put Torian Prince off the bench. That's happening now. Rui is now in the starting lineup. It looks like that's going to be the permanent starting lineup with Rivers and D'Angelo Murray, D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell and Austin Rees beside Rui Murray. So he's changing it up because Torian Prince has been playing a ton. And, you know, he shoots extremely well. And then off the bench in this one, produced really, really well. So... They're changing things up. Darwin ain't getting fired. Um, and uh, he made a decision. Uh, and, yeah, Turing Prince has had a good year as a sort of complimentary guy. All right, those are our uh, NBA weekend winners. I know there's a lot more left out there. Let us know in the stream team. Let us know in the comments. Tweet at us at NoDunkSync. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about Embiid and Zach Levine's injuries, and we'll get into the slop scale. Don't go anywhere.
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm learning things here from these ad reads. The Stripe? On a tuxedo pant, generally, that's what it's, it's a gross grain? Grow grain. Grow grain. I, I had to Google the pronunciation this morning, Skeet. I, I knew the spelling. Yeah. Grow grain. It's got an S in it. That's why it's yeah. a Yeah, <laughs> got an S front. in there. I didn't know that. Did you know that? No, no, no. I also had to Google that. <laughs> okay, good. As, as Trey said it. All right. <laughs> Couldn't <laughs> find it because I didn't spell it with an S. <laughs> is that a grow grain on your pants or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> is that a grow grain stripe on your pants or is this a formula? <laughs> okay. <Where? laughs> there you go. Okay, we got some news. Tasty. Unfortunate news. Uh, we'll start with uh, Joel Embiid here. Uh, 76er star Joel Embiid will undergo a procedure to address a left meniscus injury in the coming days. The team announced this on Sunday night. But the door isn't closed on a return this season. That was uh, definitely Woj, the way he put it. Embiid is expected to miss an extended period, but a more precise timeline isn't expected until doctors complete the procedure. We talked about this on the drop on Friday. There's probably not a whole lot more to add right now. But they're leaving this sort of sort of up for interpretation. We just don't know still what type of surgery he's actually getting to fix the meniscus tray. It, could, it sounds like it could be back. That's a partial sort of fix, or it could be much, much longer. Yeah, the Sixers are being a little vague about it, yeah. uh, as per usual Sixers ways. Uh, maybe they're trying to just say that Embiid potentially coming back keeps the door open for, like, buyout guys eventually, lets them stay competitive at the trade deadline, I do believe. And I think kind of, like, pretty smart that they're not going to try just resting Embiid and then seeing how his knee holds up, yeah. because then you could just be wasting whatever four to six weeks of rest time. And then if he has to have surgery again, then you're just doing it a month and a half later. So at least they're going to get it done now. I guess they will go into his knee and see if they're able to repair it, which could be a longer recovery, or if they have to cut a piece out, the displaced flap might just have to be cut out depending on where it is. And if that's the case, he can get back sooner. He's already had part of his meniscus removed earlier in his career. So he's not going to have a ton left in this leg, but, uh, I don't know. It'd be great to see him again on the court this season, but long-term, it's probably best that he gets this thing cleaned up as perfectly as possible so that he can helpfully have more dominant seasons after this one. Yeah, they definitely tell each reporter who gets a little bit of a scoop that we don't know what we're doing. Just wait, just wait, just wait before you say it's going to be out. <laughs> It'd be, be a long period of time for Embiid to be out. Because they don't actually know exactly what the doctor will be doing to this displaced, the displaced partial flap. We've covered this uh, sport for a long time. Haven't heard it said that way uh, ever. You know, it's usually a partial tear. There's a flap uh, to be dealt with, but it could be dealt in a way that makes it extremely short, like fairly short, uh, I suppose, of a return. So TBD. Yeah, and you do wonder what impact this has on 
Maury and the Sixers here at the deadline. You said there's what probably now 76 hours remaining. Um, yes, <laughs> 76 like, like, isn't that fit? Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> does it does it change the you know the the strategy with this news? And and are they even waiting to see what the actual outcome is? Is he four to six weeks or is he four to six months? Is this season sort of a wash? Does Maury get a like you know there's a, some smoke to a possible Bulls trade and you know do they? try and get like a Caruso or DeRozan or something like that. Who knows? We'll wait to see. Uh, we're just sort of all hoping that, yeah, I think we're mostly hoping that he's back this season. It'd still be a tough out come playoff time uh, if he can come back and get close to 100%. But, man, this guy was having one of the greatest offensive seasons in NBA history. Like no, like very few people. Basically, Wilt was doing what this guy had done in an NBA season. So to have that cut short. It just sucks. And he's obviously going to fall short of the whole 65-game minimum to earn any sort of postseason awards. So there's that as well, but we've talked about that. All right, moving on. This is new news. Uh, Chicago Bulls shooting guard Zach Levine has opted to undergo season-ending surgery on his right foot. The team announced this over the weekend. The decision was made in consultation with the Bulls training and medical staff, Zach Levine himself, and his representation, Clutch Sports Group. So he's done for the season. He's out. Four to six months, TK Bulls fan. Uh, how how disappointing was or not? I guess was this news from the weekend. I mean, this was already a bummer season for Zach Levine, and it just got even worse. Kind of came out of nowhere. I guess there were some reports on Friday that he was still having discomfort in his foot. He'd been out for a while, uh, but it feels like the end of a very weird era for the Bulls, where they finally got back to the playoffs after their short rebuild period. They were there for five games, and then it's been play-in mode ever since. So I suppose they could still trade him at the deadline. It seems pretty unlikely. It would have to take. It would basically have to be the Pistons deciding we want to do free agency before the summer comes up. So we'll yeah. try and do a trade. But I mean, Levine's value was already pretty low coming into this week. Now the fact that he's having another season-ending surgery that was a big concern was his knees. Now his foot is a concern as well. His value is going to be even lower, which to me means it should be a green light for the Bulls to start rebuilding. DeRozan, Caruso, Andre Drummond are three guys who will have suitors around the league if the Bulls decide they want to actually pivot to a rebuild. With Levine out, Lonzo Ball out, that's $60 million of salary that won't be able to play for the Bulls this season. It's been two years since Lonzo played. Patrick Williams is out right now. He's another guy that they're in evaluation mode, waiting how long to see he's even going to be out. He could be done for the year. So it seems like it should be pivot time, but the Bulls are rarely a pivot kind yeah. of team. But I'm just saying, man, I'm just saying they owe a top 25 protected pick to the San Antonio Spurs. It would be good to have the number one draft pick in 2025. Cooper Flag is coming. Mm. The NBA needs to rig that lottery for the Chicago <laughs> Bulls, but the Bulls need to do their part by getting into the mix for it. You right, know, if right. they keep all of their players, run it back, sign DeRozan, keep Caruso, uh, they're they good. Could still, they could yeah. still finish ninth. You yeah, know, they could yeah. easily still finish ninth or tenth, which is something that the Bulls are pretty good at. Great article on Cooper Flag on the Athletic and how he uh, just came from this small New England town. Anyways, that was a good read. Hopefully, the Bulls get them get uh, Cooper Flag um, because right now I, I think it is clear. Let's let's run this in a different direction instead of running it back like we have year after year after year. It's clear. It's time to uh, to go somewhere in a different way because playing tournament is basically the the ceiling right now, and that's not been the vision for years now. 
Yeah, I saw Darnell Mayberry right for the athletic. If the plan before Levine opted for surgery was to re-sign DeMar DeRozan, now more than ever the Bulls must ask themselves why. And that's why he could suddenly become a very intriguing name here at the deadline if they pivot now with this news of his injury. Caruso, of course, I mean, he's on a very, very, he's on one of the best deals probably in the league for the production he gives you to what he's got paid, but that's a guy everybody would want. Drummond, obviously, uh... It helps teams uh, fix something that's rebounding uh, as sort of a backup center. So, yeah, they should. Will they? They should. They yeah. uh, almost <laughs> they never become should. sellers, but uh, <laughs> they really should. And this, yeah, sucks. Like, that is wild that you said $60 million in Levine and Lonzo. Just like now, you know, obviously we haven't seen Lonzo ball at all, but now Levine. And who, next year as well. They're, they're both under contract for next season as well. Lonzo is a player option, but I'm sure he'll take it. That's 64 mil next season, so we'll – yeah, they have to go in a different direction. Nobody is trading for Zach Levine, though. Nobody. Do you at this do you point, think? I, I mean, think I, I joked about it on Twitter, and I, and I wasn't the first to do it. But do you think at all? Because Trey's right. Sort of this news for the surgery, uh, for the season-ending surgery, sort of came out of nowhere. Last we thought he was like progressing. I thought and stuff like that. Is it possible that they were like uh, Zach? We're getting close to trading into the Pistons. Like we got a deal we like, and then he was like. Ah, nah, I'm not doing that, man. <laughs> My foot hurts. I'm getting surgery. <laughs> you buy that at all? Could that at all be possible? No, I read your tweet, yeah. which implied that he just wanted to get surgery because he didn't want to be a Detroit Piston, which was a rumor as well, not not an actual yeah, factual yeah, yeah, trade. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He didn't look right, so okay. I, th- I think that I think the injury is real. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's well, not a fake surgery. <laughs> fake surgery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. All right, so we'll we'll see here with uh, what the Bulls do moving forward this week. I can't believe we're in deadline week. Uh, I would just love to see that flag blowing in the Windy City. Uh, oh, it's too good. Cooper flag. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. Let's uh, let's do some rumors here. Let's get into the uh, slop scale. Yeah. All right, little piggies. I don't got a lot for you. <laughs> you think I would have more? being uh it is trade deadline week but right now it's pretty light so so the slop scale for those that are new here to the show uh these guys are gonna sort of weigh the rumors the heavier and juicier sloppier the nba trade rumor the more buckets of slop these guys might give it uh one bucket of slop that's minimum up to five buckets of slop that's maximum slop that's slop you (laughs) are loving all right first one here uh rumors connecting Dejounte murray and the utah jazz hit the trough this weekend. NBA insider Jake Fisher claims the Jazz are one of two teams, the other team being the Lakers, that have made an offer for Murray. Fisher reported this on Saturday Sports World's podcast with Mark Stein. Um, Gentlemen, uh, Trey, you start on this one. Um, How many buckets of slop are we giving to the Jazz being a team that could maybe make a move for DeJounte Murray? This is a three-bucket slopper for me, Uh, Skeets. Okay. Just because I think it makes a little bit of sense Obviously, the Jazz have a ton of assets that they could throw into trades. They could also put players in, uh, whether it be Taylor Horton Tucker, Kelly Olynyk, guys who might be able to help the Hawks, and then they got all those picks as well. I also think DeJounte Murray, kind of a decent fit with the Utah Jazz. He would be an upgrade over their current guards. He would get in the way of Keontae George, but Mm. he's definitely long defensively, which they don't have at all. They don't really have much perimeter defensive length, I don't think. They got a shooting big in Markkanen, so the floor is going to be spaced. DeJounte Murray kind of likes to operate in the mid-range. That's where he pulls up for his jumpers. That's where he finds guys with passes as well. So that would be there for the Jazz. They have the assets to make it happen. I don't think it's going to because Danny Ainge just likes to always take the temperature. Yeah. What would it take for me to get your guy? 
And then I can say I tried to do something at the trade deadline. It also makes me laugh at uh, possibly reuniting DeJounte Murray and John Collins, a couple of Hawks. But, you know, when a team has done a trade with a team before, it's more likely that they do a second trade. Yeah, so I could before. see it happening. And I just because I think the Hawks could get more from the Jazz than they could from the Lakers, who also are apparently chasing DeJounte Murray. But I think this is mostly a leverage play because the Jazz have so much they could offer, which should therefore drive the price up. Yes, but I believe that this is sloppy. I do believe that there's a, a good amount that the Jazz can offer. That is for sure because of all the picks that they got for Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. There's so many uh, in their cupboard. They've got three this year, two the next year, four the following year, two the year after that, and then four after the year after that. So that's 11, 13, well, 17 picks over the next five years. That is a lot. Did I do that math right? Six, eight, no, that's 15 over the next five years. That's a lot. Math still says a lot. still a lot. lot. Yeah, yeah, still go back to the cupboard. Yep, we still got a lot. <laughs> uh, and and they're not going to get a, a huge free agent. I, I think we know that uh, being in Utah. DeJounte Murray at a decent number for several years will be good because this team and the way that Will Hardy churns guys out into that rotation show, has shown that they've got lots of good guys to trade for DeJounte Murray. Um, and if, if you're willing, the Hawks – you want some good players back. The and, way they, and picks, by yeah. the sounds of it. Yeah, probably. Um, you know, the way they, they stole John Collins for basically nothing. Um, they basically gave him to Utah. That makes it seem like they need something back. And they've got so much, like a Jordan Clarkson or Kelly Olenek or, or Colin Sexton or something like that. But, yes, he would get in the way of a Keontae George. But... I don't know. There's, there's just so much. There's a Taylor Hendricks on this team. There's Ochai Abaji on this team. There's so much to do there. So it is a question. What would it happen to the other guards? And Larry Markinen, as good as this Jazz team is, needs a better guard. That's him and DeJounte Murray. They need a good three-point shooter because this is a team that actually struggles at three-point shooting. And DeJounte Murray, known as a mid-range guy, is shooting the three-ball pretty freaking well this team. So, Or this season, I should say. We don't know what the hell the Hawks are getting in return. <laughs> from this rumor, from the pig slop. No idea, but it's still exciting to talk about here 76 hours before the deadline. <laughs> so you're, yeah, you're going three buckets as well, same as Trey. So you guys are intrigued by this I'm rumor. Yeah. I, 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 something does tell me it's classic Trader Danny just going, well, what are the Lakers offering for DeJounte Murray? Hold on, hold on. Let me let me see if we can do better or just like, yeah. Uh, I'm interested to, to learn what's going on there. Just keeping a note on everything. But we'll see. Uh, Atlanta has held its most notable discussions on apparently Clint Capella, DeAndre Hunter, A.J. Griffin. This is according to league sources. Uh, dating back to the offseason. I mean, this is classic Hawks thing here. It feels like everybody is available uh, to be traded for outside of Trey Young, uh, you know, Big Johnson, Jalen Johnson. and <laughs> That's you know, it. Probably that's it, but DeJounte Murray is the huge question mark here. Yeah, and the guy who would get the most in return. Yeah. Um, from all those guys, that's for sure. All right, next one here uh, from Yahoo Sports, Jake Fisher. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and Los Angeles Lakers are among the teams who have reached out to the Memphis Grizzlies on a potential trade for defensive guard Marcus Smart. The Grizz have shut down all interest in trading Marcus. That's what they say. 
but it is smokescreen season, Tass. How many buckets of slop are we giving to the idea of the Bucks and Lakers trying to get someone like Smart? I, I do believe the Grizzlies are not trying to trade him, so I'm giving this a one slopper. Ooh, um, okay. Although Jake Fisher, he's, he's fishing plenty right now, and, and this rumor I, I, I'll, I'll be happy to read, but both these teams I don't think is, is really an excellent fit. With the Lakers, you're getting a Marcus Smart who – is hurt, by the way. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. we, don't, we don't know how healthy the guy is. But is he going to be able to chuck threes well? That is what the Lakers desperately need from their point guard, Marcus Smart, on and off from three point land. Bucks, yes, they definitely need a defending guard, a hundred percent. Beside Damian Lillard, so Marcus Smart would make sense. But again, he's hurt. We just implemented Doc Rivers. It just feels like. That would be a step that you don't want to take at this point of the season. And just just another ad, who again may not be back for weeks here. So you're training for Marcus Smart to maybe be part of your rotation, to maybe not, maybe a certain. Uh, I just don't. I don't see the fit being all that great for a guy who's on a long term deal. He's being paid past this year. The Lakers want to do that. I, it doesn't really make sense to me because you don't know how good the Lakers are with Marcus Smart. TK, you're going one bucket more than Tass. Yeah, I think it's a little sloppier. I like the fit on the Bucks better. I think he'd look nice next to Dame Lillard. I think Smart is not quite at his defensive player of the year capabilities. Probably taking a little half step back, but he's a lot better than anything the Bucks have on the perimeter defensively. The problem for Milwaukee is all of their picks are spoken for until 2030, so they would maybe have to rearrange some swaps or something like that, but they don't have a lot really to offer for Marcus Smart, whereas the Lakers, they got that 2029 pick they could dangle out there, and if I'm the Grizzlies, I would love to have that pick, Yeah, which is why I think it's sloppy. Um, (laughs) You're right, he's hurt, but he's already been out three weeks. They said six weeks from January 11th, so he's halfway there. It's just a finger injury. Like, I mean, maybe it will hurt his jump shot, but... That thing is streaky anyways. He made his last three with a dislocated finger and right. then looked at his hand. Whoa, 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 whoa. hold on. I got to be out here. But uh, it'll you'll have to wild the Grizzlies, I think, because they traded um, Marcus Sasser. They traded Tyus Jones and a 2024 first for Marcus yeah. Smart. So I think they're going to want part of that back. Mostly a pick would be my guess, which is why the Lakers probably are in the lead. But the fit isn't quite as nice as Milwaukee. And just speaking of the Grizzlies and Marcus Smart being on the shelf, um, yesterday they had 13 players listed on the injury report. 13 players. Is that the longest injury report in history? I don't know. Somebody will have to fact check that one. But this is who was on, again, the injury report yesterday for the Grizzlies. Derrick Rose, Aldama, Williams, Williams Jr., Conchar, Tillman, Jackson Jr., Oladipo, who just made his way there, LaRavia, Bain, Smart, John Morant, and Brandon Clark. 13 guys. I mean, this is, they are, that's why I'm with you guys putting one or two buckets of slop on this. The Grizzlies have obviously looked at what's happened this year and they're like, okay, rip it up, throw it out. Everybody get your rest. And we could be good still next year. Marcus Smart could play, obviously, if he's healthy, alongside John Morant and all of our talent and Bane and stuff like that. Like, it makes sense. That's why they went and got him, right? But it's like, okay, this year, okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and they already um, traded Steven Adams to get them better financially, financially next season. Yep, yep, yep that's so a good point. I think that's it. All right, well, final one here. Uh, again, from Fisher. He was uh, he, He's always oh. good for a little slop. Uh, we got to respect uh, Jake Fisher for that. He said, while the Wizards have stated an asking price to inquiring teams of a first-round pick for floor general Tyus Jones, rival executives have indicated indicated excuse me a confidence that Washington will ultimately be willing to move on from Jones for a package of multiple second-round picks. So maybe not a first, 
but you got a bunch of second round picks you could maybe get Tyus Jones from the Wizards. Trey, get us started. How many buckets of slop? Oh, this one is extra sloppy. Skeets. <laughs> five buckets? <gasps> this is an easy five bucket. Tyus Jones is a fine player. He's been fine as a starter. I don't think he's like really taking a leap forward, but he's an okay guy and he's not gonna kill you. So if you can if you're a team that needs somebody as a spot starter at point guard or as a backup where he is excellent yep. and you can get him for a couple of second round picks, it's going to happen. Okay. It's time. It's time Tyus Jones gets to a winner. He did try with the Memphis Grizzlies and things were going pretty well. He was a very complimentary player. Added a lot. Uh, but he shouldn't be in Washington because they're not winning anything. Uh, and at this point of his career, he's nearly nearly 28, it would be good to see him on a winner. So this, uh, th- th- this run that Jake Fisher casted into the uh, the lake here is getting bit on for sure. I think this could be I think this could be done very soon. Somebody so somebody needs like, a point guard out there. Somebody needs a point guard out there. And Tyus Jones is yeah, we there's the Kyle Lowry name that's going to be moved at some point. There's other ones. Yeah. Um but yeah, Tyus Jones, yeah, will be he doesn't need to be Jordan Poole's backup anymore. He doesn't need to start beside Jordan Poole. He just needs to go to a, a championship. Team. And, you know, he is on an expiring deal, uh, Tyus Jones, uh, $14 million. So that ends uh, after this season. So three, four second-round picks, <laughs> get it done. Like it's, I think it's going to be – when they say multiple, I do think it'll be three, maybe not four. That's probably. It cost five for Jay Crowder last year. Good point. That was silly, though. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, okay, so Tyus Jones might be worth three. And should the Wizards do this? And I know there are reports, too. I didn't get time to get it in the old slop trough, but uh, I guess the Mavericks want a tall four? (laughs) A guy that can shoot? That's tall. Mm. That's what the Mavericks are looking for. Channing Fry, come on down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it'd be fantastic. So is there anyone, you know, come to mind? I mean, is Kyle Kuzma tall enough? He's tall. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think of him as a tall four, not really, though. Not really. Man, who else is tall? <laughs> Wiggins, they were linked to. He's not a tall four to me. No. No. Cam Johnson? He's tall-ish. I don't consider him tall, but he <laughs> sort of fits the mold. Yeah, yeah sure. He would be nice in Dallas, I think. Okay. But he probably costs too much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a, a lesser player, I would imagine. Okay. Well, Jonathan Isaac? Yeah, not a obviously not a shooter. Yeah, but defensively, tall four, tall four, yeah. tall four, tall four. <laughs> Kelly Olynyk should be traded Kelly, every year. Okay, yeah, yeah, every single year. Dallas, pick him up. Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh, tall war number four. No, we're talking. <laughs> all right, well, that's the slop. That's all the slop I got for you guys. But I was happy to see that at least one of these got uh, the five buckets of sloppiness. And uh, again. Crazy week here. You never know when these trades will happen. We're going to be like sort of uh, on call all week long here. If we get something of note, we'll jump on to emergency podcast, obviously every day going through the latest trade rumors as we reach the deadline on Thursday. And I guess the plan right now, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe to, to go live here from the Classic Factory in the couple hours leading up to the actual deadline. Is that the plan? I mean, that's the plan so far. Okay. Could change depending on trades that happen. Maybe they all happen today. Wow. Imagine. <laughs> I don't know. Please Let's hold it. Not at 3 p.m., please. <laughs> Today? RSVP for some tickets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. you're trying to get I'm into busy. the sphere. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that uh, while on the show. That's you can do that live. Yeah, you can do that live. No problem. Okay. Okay. Of course. Okay. I think it, and even if there's 10 trades today, we're still going live on Thursday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll be playing Might stuff well. here. Do you get, like, pig noses? Yeah. Strap on ones. You have uh, you have um, 
Overalls. I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should wear your overalls. Like Phineas Hogg. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the '98 Royal Rumble last night. Skeets, no reason. Why? It's cool, but why? I don't know. <laughs> I watched the 2024 one, so I'm like in wrestling mode right now. I gotta watch as much as I can these three weeks that I'm interested. Can you remind me uh, who won the '98 Rumble? Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know it. How did that one end? I forget already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to take one more break. When we come back, uh, we got a little story time when it comes to Tweet of the Night. Don't go anywhere. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. The Whittler was in town. Mm-hmm. You guys went out and had some... Was it Brazilian steakhouse? Yes, it was Ooh, Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah, you got a favorite meat? Shaving it in front of you. Picanha is always the hot one. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They and got a bunch of good sirloins. Hit you with the garlics. <laughs> hit you with the horseradishes uh, that I liked. Yes, nice and spicy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I still am permeating horseradish. <laughs> I stink. I stink right now. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's so all great. Of it. It's been 76 hours since I've ate a steak. I'm good. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, you know when you have a a spice or something, oh, yeah. it just lives in lives in your pits, mm-hmm. lives everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get to tweet of the night. <laughs> mm. 
Tweet of the night. Wow. Tweet. Ah. I have three tweets. They're all related. And like I said, it's almost like story time here. First tweet came over the weekend from at NBA PR. Milwaukee Bucks head coach Doc Rivers and his staff will coach the Eastern Conference in the 2024 NBA All-Star Game. That's right. Doc's coached, what, four games? <laughs> he deserves it. Five games max uh, with Milwaukee, but uh, Celtics, their coaching staff, Joe Mazzulli, he can't do it again. You can't do it in back-to-back years. Are you crazy? So Doc is in there. Well, the next tweet from at ESPN underscore McMahon, Tim McMahon himself, uh, Doc Rivers said, quote, that is so ridiculously bad. <laughs> okay? He's, he's being asked about coaching the All-Star game. He plans to give Adrian Griffin, Adrian Griffin his All-Star ring and bonus. Rivers suggests sending his staff to Indianapolis and going on a beach vacation. I'm going to run that by Adam Silver. <laughs> All right. What? Oh, we're not done. Jake Fisher. Oh, more Fisher. At Jake L. Fisher. Uh, as an extension... Of Doc Rivers' all-star game decision, being told Milwaukee's new assistants, Dave Yeager and Rex Kalimian, will also abstain from joining the Bucks coaches in Indianapolis, as Adrian Griffin's staff has earned the honor of representing the Eastern Conference. So what the hell is going on here? Who's coaching this game? <laughs> I'm so confused after all of this. I, I understand the gesture and how weird it is because we said yeah. this when, uh, obviously, um, it, the, the firing happened and then Doc took over. Like, hold on, Doc Rivers might be coaching the All-Star game. That's weird. <laughs> so now we're getting him saying, yeah, it's weird. I don't want to do it. It's, I, guess, I, I guess Doc Rivers is going to coach it, probably because he sort of has to, but he's going to give the money and an All-Star ring that I didn't even know they got yeah. to Griffin. And is bringing his assistance? Is that? Am I following this correctly? That's what it seems like. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> weird. It is weird. Yeah, because I watched Doc be asked about it, and at the end of it, he says, "Yeah, ah, Adam Sil- Silver's a good guy. I'm going to talk to him because uh, maybe I'll just send my staff and go on vacation." But I guess it's changed because Kalamian and Jaeger aren't going to be there because those two guys came on with yeah. Doc and weren't there prior to Adrian Griffin, uh, with Adrian Griffin, I should say. So I guess Griffin's going to bring his all-star stuff. Or is Griffin going to go? I, I mean, that, I this know. is the part. I don't think Griffin is going. That would what be I Doc has to be there. Doc has like, to yeah. go. Going to give the money and ring if, if he legally can, I guess, to Griffin. Silver said, the, I'm a nice guy, but you got to go. Yeah. And then the rest of the Buck staff that was there with Adrian Griffin will go. That's how I'm reading it, because there's still previous people on the staff that you know Adrian Griffin got fired, but sure. some of them still there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a little weird. And Def, Dave Yeager and Rex Kalamian, they just had their vacations already booked. Yeah, they're like, they don't want to have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. the deposit back. Yeah, Doc wanted to be on vacation. That sure feels like. <laughs> yeah, I heard Yanis was weird, told man. about it as well. Yanis said, "Whoa, Doc." Is coaching the All-Star game? He had no idea. It doesn't really make sense. And these rings, I've never heard of a ring before for an All-Star coach. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Hey, you're an All-Star coach? We're going to give you a ring, sucker? Are you going to wear that thing? It's weird. I've never heard that. It's an honor, but you do wonder if Silver should have just stepped in and said, okay, weird situation here. Okay, Celtics... They don't want to go again because they do want to have some vacation time. So that's a rule. You can't go back to back. That's fine. All right, this Bucks thing. Uh, okay, weird. Why don't we just go to the next team in the Eastern Conference? Right now? I guess the Cavs technically in, in third spot. Or whenever the cutoff sure. was. Be it Tibbs and the Knicks. Was it you know the Cavs and Bickerstaff? Like, 
you know, or was it even maybe Nurse and the Sixers? I can't remember. But the point is, I just go down one. Say, you guys go. Because all I'm learning here, no one wants to fucking go. (laughs) (laughs) No one really cares to go. It's an honor, but is it? It's not like you're doing strategies. Yeah. Exactly. You're just showing up, taking some photos, being around some guys. Yeah. It's almost (laughs) like a vacation anyways. Just show up. For a couple hours, it's not a big deal. Wow! Uh, you don't is have it Tess? No, it's more is than it? that. That's the thing. <laughs> oh, angry JD is here. He doesn't want to be at All Star Weekend. Just here. Uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. We got a sold it. out show, man. That's right. Sold out show, baby. Friday night, the White Rabbit. I saw yeah, tickets nice. on the black market. You, did you, really? you thought you thought it was tough to get dead tickets to the sphere? You should see what these are going for. <laughs> I mean, they're playing like 20 nights. We're playing one. Yeah, one night only. That's true. In a very small venue. And our set list changes small. every time as yeah. well. We're not playing anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Bring a recorder? <laughs> I'll bring one. Sure. Uh, I'm, well, I'm speak, happy to play. Speaking of our live show, uh, someone else doing a live show over All-Star Weekend, the competition, Rob Mahoney and uh, Group Chat. I heard they're doing one on uh, Saturday, doing a matinee show, I believe. Uh, but Rob Mahoney was on the latest Is This Good podcast with Matty O and JD. Some topics include why falling asleep on the couch turns you into an addict. (laughs) Lying about your birthday to get a free dessert. That was an interesting topic. And uh, eating in the shower, they talked about. A whole lot more. Rob Mahoney, uh, fantastic, fantastic podcast uh, guest and, well, co-host. I love the True Detective podcast that that he does over at the uh, Prestige TV Prestige TV over at the Ringer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, Rob is on the latest ITG. You guys had a blast. It was great. It was like chatting with an old friend. That you had never met? Is that? I know uh, Matty O had never met him. Well, apparently we, Rob and I, have met in passing at some tentpole uh, NBA thing. <laughs> okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. So, so Rob, and I do, I did, I listened to the podcast. It was great. Uh, Rob is coming to our show on Friday night. Well, he's on the list. He's flying in that day. So, he says he's coming. Well, we just added uh, to our set list 10 minutes on True Detective to our live show. <laughs> Is that any okay, good? Great. I like um, it, but some people don't. I don't think he does. Yeah, I'm making the mistake. I'm watching them simultaneously, season one and season four simultaneously. <laughs> it's not a... Interesting. That's a fascinating It's a terrible decision. idea. Well, because the kids hadn't seen season one, so it was like, well, we don't have another one to watch, but we can watch season one. It's really good. And it's actually really, really good. Yeah. So comparing it to this is... Kind of unfair, to okay. be honest. Okay, I'm enjoying it. I know some people are. Some people seem to love this latest season, but some some people are tuning out. The reviews seem slow. to be getting worse as it goes on. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say it slowed down. The first episode I was in, and I'm still into it, but I didn't watch last night, so I don't know. I haven't watched last night's yeah. either. But yeah, season uh, episode three was like, okay, come on. Yeah, it's there's six episodes here, guys. Let's yeah, yeah. let's get this going. Okay. All right. Well, Rob Mahoney. Go check out the latest Is This Good uh, with Matteo and JD. That's it for us. Uh, obviously, keeping our eyes on the Twitters, making sure no emergency pods are going down. But if they do, if there's a big trade, we will jump on and react to it. So make sure you subscribe to YouTube and wherever you download and listen to the podcast. Otherwise, we're just back tomorrow. I think there's six games on tonight. So we'll talk about those games, those performances, any news, and uh, yeah any new slop we get here in the next 24 hours. Till then, though, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And, man, I'm looking forward to going to the White Rabbit. We're going to have our show. We're going to have a lot of Fred fan fleets there. Um, Somebody just wrote me fan fleet. It's fun to say (laughs) fan fleet. 
fan fleet for fleet of fans. You know, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I, I was like, I was trying to get it in regards to the White Rabbit. I was like, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not connecting fans. it. Fans, fans. Yeah, they're the Fred fan fleets. <laughs> Fleet of fans. We're going to make it a quick show. It'll be a fleet show for the fleet of fans. It'll be a tight one. Sure it will. Uh, Embrace the day, people. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.